0: Good evening and welcome to another installment of No Lights Paranormal Podcast featuring three paranormal investigators discussing spooky stories on the web and then discussing them afterwards. My name is Joe. I'm the lead investigator.
1: My name is Teresa. I'm a researcher.
2: And I'm your tech wizard, Alex. Alex. Wow. Alright, that was short and sweet. Right I, I cut myself... Look, I'm running out of things. Like, we knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Couldn't keep up. I got you, I got Can't you. Can't keep All up. Alright. So right. I can be your Elementalist of Electronics, but you know, I've I used mean, that, like that one before. I actually do like that one. Yeah, but eventually, idea. I'm just going to run out. So you're going to hear copyovers. So yeah, I'm your Elementalist of Electronics, your tech wizard. Alex. All right. Very good. That works.
1: So today we are actually on our second of what will end up being 50 series long episodes about the states. So last week we did New York State. Mm -hmm. This week we are on California uh, because we have so many beautiful listeners from California.
0: Yes. And again, we appreciate you guys for tuning in and paying attention to us.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's get started. Each of us picked a separate story out of California, something that people can actually visit, because mm-hmm. uh, we thought that was a pretty important point to this to this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, who wants to start us off this week?
0: Um, well, me and you kind of both have to crunch ours down because of time constraints because we went heavy this week.
1: Well, you know how I am I'm that researcher, so I have every bit of information that could possibly have been found. And well, I, then
2: I'll tell you what your enchanter of electronics will uh, go ahead and go first. Okay, I, I ran out. Let me name. It for I'll take place. this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, yes, I'm still winging it here. Well, I
1: love it. Just
2: me over on the corner. So, um, the location that I have chosen. <clears throat> Uh, is a place called uh, Finette Island. Uh, it's in the Emerald Bay. Uh, it is on Lake Tahoe. Okay. Which is obviously a very famous vacation spot. Lake Tahoe.
1: I do not remember where I heard it, but I I'll, all I can picture is Nicolas Cage going, Tahoe. 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 <laughs> right. Well, don't make it weird.
2: <laughs> uh, but that said, so... Finette Island is in the southwest corner of Lake Tahoe. Very southwest corner. Uh, and there are actually... There's kind of a place that's tied to this without actually being tied to this. So I'll explain it as I go along. Um, so rising 150 feet out of the water, uh, Finette Island can be seen whenever visiting or viewing Emerald Bay. Uh, you can reach the island via boat, Or see it from the shores of the Emerald Bay when hiking down to Viking's Home Mansion. Okay. uh, Which is the other place that's kind of tied to this place. Like, the ownership was tied to it way back in the day. Um, I will post pictures on our Facebook of both Viking's Home Mansion and the view from it facing Emerald Isle so that you can see. Um, But So the island has taken on many names over the years. Uh, but even more intriguing than its names is the remains of the tea house. Um, I love how you said that. Tea house? The tea house. <laughs> the tea house. Uh, so, uh, even more intriguing than its names and the remains of the tea house is the tale of <laughs> Captain Dick's ghost that still haunts the island to this very day. Turkey Dicky. Tricky. Uh, so. The the island itself has gone through many names. Uh, Soquet, uh, Baranoff, Dead Man's Island, the Hermit's Island, the Emerald Isle, um, many of the above. Mm. Um, so, according to an article in the Sacramento Daily Union, which was published on August 4th of 1866, mm-hmm. uh, the island was called Soquet Island... Uh, could be Coquette. I'm not sure. It's C-O-Q-E-T-T-E. Pronunciation. Knowledge. If I am
1: correct, <laughs> is that not a native name?
2: Might be. There's a lot of natives out there, so...
1: That sounds to me like a... Yeah.
2: Uh, that said, the island was called that because of a note that was found in a champagne bottle that was tucked away in a crevice. The note was dated 1866 and said the following. This island is like a lady in the center of a brilliant circle of admirers who, attracted by her beauty must still remember that she has a stony heart. I hereby christen the island Soquette. Coquette. Whatever they call it. I apologize, Californians, if you're offended, but... No. Again, my pronunciation is not the best, and it did not give me Uh, a... We're
1: from Ohio. We've never been there, so...
2: Right. Uh, Many many historians believe the name Finette is a mispronunciation or misinterpretation of the name Soquette. Okay, that makes sense. So we're doing Um, it justice. (laughs) Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, So, that said, during the time of this article and the discovered note, uh, Captain Dick Barter was the only inhabitant of the island. In 1862... There was a pioneer transportation king named Ben Holliday, who built a two-story, five-room resort on Emerald Bay at the foot of Bald Mountain. Um, And he soon commissioned Captain Richard Barter, a retired British sea captain, to be the caretaker. Um, This was the uh, Viking's home mansion. Uh, was the actual building that they were talking about here? So
1: it was built by a man with the name of Holiday. Yes, it that's was. kind of awesome. I wonder if there was any relation to the famous. No, the figures. Uh,
2: so it is actually oh, spelled completely different. It's H O L L A D A Y. Uh huh. Um. Either way, so he commissioned Captain Richard Barter, a retired British sea captain, to be the caretaker. Uh, who would proudly serve the role for the next decade. Uh, Known to his friends as Captain Dick, uh, Barter was locally dubbed the Hermit of Emerald Bay, which is actually where they got Hermit Hermit Island. Okay, I got you. (laughs) Um, In an article published on August 22nd of 1870 in the San Francisco Daily Alta, California, That's a mouthful of newspaper... Yeah. I wonder if they charge
1: themselves by the letter.
2: Detailed his hermit lifestyle. Uh, He lived in this lonely spot for about seven years. There is not a residence within miles of him. And often for weeks or months at a time, he doesn't see a human being. Uh, He is literally the Robinson Crusoe in real life, is what they called him. Interesting. Um, When looking after the resort... Uh, Dick would hop in a boat that he adequately named Nancy and row 16 miles to Tahoe City so that he could frequent the Tahoe House Saloon. Um, in addition to his life of solitude, Barter enjoyed his liquor.
1: You know, I can Where's definitely the see his... Uh, his exactly. <laughs> I can definitely see that a 16-mile <coughs> journey via river... Would uh, be
2: enough to sober you up. Oh yeah. Um, So again, I will show you these pictures. The pictures are kind of deceiving. Like if you look at them, uh, (laughs) the island does not look that far off. But apparently, the island is between eleven and sixteen miles out into the bay. Yeah. If it
0: was the pictures you showed me, it didn't look like it looked. It it does not look that far. Yeah. Um,
2: So that said, uh, Barter had many tales that filled the saloon upon his visits. He would tell anyone that would listen about his. Trout mining, or running with bears. Uh, Barter also had wild tales of giant avalanches that stormed down the mountains into the Emerald Bay. Um, Perhaps the only thing that he enjoyed more than whiskey, and his boat Nancy, was the long visits with Eagle Falls. Uh, On one particular occasion, Barter told a reporter about his intimate time spent at Eagle Falls. Uh, He was quoted as saying, Whenever I am downhearted, I come out here and talk to it. Um, it's old Gabriel's voice to me and tells me what I want to know. <coughs> so, uh, that said, Barter's thirst for whiskey also or often put him in perilous conditions on the lake. Uh, there wasn't a storm that could deter his desire to hit the saloon. Uh, but on one night in January of 1870, a storm almost took his life. Uh, his boat overturned by powerful winds and tossed him into the lake, still ten miles away from home. Uh, barter at that point righted the boat and miraculously made his way back home. According to... Uh, home,
1: which means he was already toasted.
2: According to the Sierra Stories, quote-unquote, uh, True Lales True Tales of Tahoe, Volume 2, um, Captain Dick shared the following account of his near death experience with a local reporter. Uh, the night was of inky blackness, the weather was intensely cold, uh, the mercury being many degrees below zero, uh, I knew it was useless to call for help. I also knew that if I got in my boat and attempted to reach shore, I would certainly freeze to death. Uh, so, Barter allegedly swam his way back. <laughs> what the fuck? to Emerald Bay and crawled up to the shore to his home uh, while swimming the remaining 10 miles he towed his boat Nancy and could be heard shouting Richard Barter never surrenders Jesus that said theoretically it makes a whole lot of sense if you break the water which don't get me wrong is cold well, yeah, yeah. but yeah. jump yeah. out into the cold air like you kind of are likely to freeze to death yeah um That's crazy. So, Captain Dick's hands and feet were frozen due to the time he spent in the water, and eventually two of his toes turned gangrenous. So he took out a knife, cut off his own toes... Jesus! And another example of Dick's unique personality, Barter kept his toes preserved and stored in a small jewelry box. (laughs) A few months later, uh, Captain Dick showed a reporter his amputated toes, and he was quoted saying, "'Them's my toes.'" (laughs) <laughs> I this is like ha- this dude. This He's is right? how Dick Nick uh, earned the nickname Richard Them's My Toes Barter. Oh my <laughs> God, I kind of dig the dude. I wish. <laughs> so the guy is fantastic. Um, <coughs> apparently Barter's near-death experience impacted his life deeply. Uh, he soon decided to head out to the island and build a tomb with a small chapel on it. Barter would tell people somehow or other, I feel that my time to die is drawing near so i am going to make a coffin hang the lid on hinge uh, hang the lid lid the hang the lid on hinges <laughs> and put it in position in the cave so that when i feel that i am called i'll just come out here get in this coffin shut down the lid and then goodbye old dick um so okay burger was somewhat prophetic because a few years later, he would succumb to the storms that he narrowly escaped many times before. Uh, on the night of October 18th, which oddly enough is my brother's birthday, in 1873, Captain Dick was returning from an evening of drinking at Tom Rowland's Saloon on the South Shore. Uh, the saloon wasn't just any old place. It was part of Roland Station, which was considered a premier social establishment on Lake Tahoe. Uh, One can imagine the condition that Barter was in when his boat smashed against the rocks at Rubicon Point. Uh, Typically, Captain Dick would lay in his boat or pass out and ride the water until he woke up (laughs) sober. Unfortunately, on this night, Captain Dick didn't survive his drunken attempt to row home. Uh, His boat was seen nearing the rocks at Rubicon Point during the storm. After the storm, Dick was never seen nor heard from again. Dude, that sucks. Uh, His body was never found, and all that remained were pieces of his boat and one oar. Uh, A few months later, the second oar broke the surface and was found near the site of his demise Uh, in an article published on May 29th in 1875 in the Sacramento Daily Record Union uh, had the following account of the second oar of Dick's death. Captain Dick carried with him the last oar to the bottom of Tahoe. How it became detached from his death grip, no one knows, but all of his friends regard this ore as the sad messenger sent to tell that Captain Ziggs' body has no further claims upon this upper world, not even upon the grave that he prepared. Now, so that said, and this has been documented a few times uh, by people that have visited the island, uh, legend has it that if you visit the island in October, when the fog and mist are cover the bay, the ghost of Captain Captain Dick Barter can be seen crawling up the granite rocks onto Fennet Island, trying to reach the empty grave that he prepared long ago. Oh
1: damn, mm. dude! That's awesome. It <laughs> yeah, really kind of is.
2: So, like I said, I kind of tried to step away from the the kids die on last week and like my my whole yeah. horror stories to. Kind of a fun run of the mill. Like this is Captain Dick. Like let's let's celebrate his life. I dig it. Cool. He was a weird, drunken Navy captain at one point that was in charge of running this hotel. But yeah, yeah, you gotta kind of respect anybody that was like, well, them's my toes. I
1: I
0: respect anybody who's willing willingly enough to cut off their own toes. Right. Like I've seen my dad pull out his own teeth, and that takes some guts. (laughs) Like.
1: Well, it so, sounds know, right. like uh, Captain Dick was a phenomenal fucking guy. I bet he'd been fun to hang out with. Oh,
2: from, yeah. oh, yeah. So from everything that I've read, um, many people are saying that if you ever are in the area uh, and you have the ability to, do absolutely make a stop at the island. So the foundation of the tea house where he resided on the island, which is the only structure on the island, and it's fairly small, <laughs> yeah. um, it's, still, it's still there.
1: And, and you know what, make okay. sure to take a flask, because he could probably use some whiskey.
2: Pull
0: it on the ground for the homies.
2: Absolutely. So <laughs> that may kind of lead into a discussion at the end on whether or not we give offerings to certain things that we know enjoy certain things. That's going to get deep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there goes the episode. <laughs> dun, dun, dun! I love it. That's a no. really great
0: story. No, that's a good one. I like that one. Captain Dave. Yeah,
1: oh, I desperately need to visit that island because right. I, I want to go say hello, pay homage, I thought um. it was pleasant that's and pleasant. lighthearted. You know it was. Well, I
0: mean? oh, my story's not lighthearted, so it, we needed that. Good job. Yeah. yeah <laughs>
1: Maybe
2: I should have went in the middle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? Break up this craziness. So, yeah. Right. Do you want to go next or last?
2: I can go next.
1: All right, let's do it. What this. you got
2: for us, right. Joe?
0: <clears throat> Besides this cough, pesky cough. Every week, man. Uh, You're right. need to get rid of it. Um, But I am going with Black Star Canyon. That's my story. It's in California. It's it's actually a huge kind of valley canyon type thing. Uh, Again, last week when I said I'm an area so I like busy stories, this one's got it all. So, let me jump into it. Black Star Canyon is owned by many in Orange County and across Southern California. However, it should be known... For more than just its wide open spaces and family friendly trails. Mm, excuse me. Unlike other Southern Californian canyons, Black Star has been the site of multiple negative events in history and repeatedly <coughs> reportedly has been the site of various cult activities, cryptid sightings, and paranormal events. In tandem with documented evidence, some, if not all, of ghost hunting teams believe this to be the most haunted one of the most haunted locations in all of Orange County and possibly all of Southern California. The canyon was originally known as Canada, I believe. Oh, Canada de los Indios, under Spanish rule and later under Mexican rule as part of the Al- Alta California or Nueva California. A mm-hmm. uh, little bit of history with it. Santa Ana Mountain Range is largely comprised of limestone, which is well known. Within the paranormal community, for its ability to absorb and release electromagnetic and physical psychic energies, uh, this is further explained by the Stone Tape theory and concept of the place memory proposed by T.C. Leatherbridge in the 1970s. Uh, millions of years ago, Black Star, the surrounding and the surrounding areas were entirely underwater. Eroded sea walls and fossils of sea worms and shellfish can be found in the canyon. The million years thing can be debated between what your belief is. Uh, 1931 Native American massacre. Uh, local ranchers had been terrorized by shoreshone horse thieves. William Wolfskill, who has the badass name, <laughs> Wolfskill is just a cool, uh, a known mountain man. Uh, helped to track the bandits into the canyon and discovered them around a the campfire with horse flesh and speculated human flesh. Uh, the ranchers were the ranchers were overwhelmed or the ranchers overwhelmed the natives and massacred them before desecrating and leaving the remains That's uh and they, they had another story that was with this and it literally uh like broke down the entire story i guess this guy documented it okay. uh it was later found out that they lied about the horse flesh eating and human eating to just kind of massacre it because they wanted the land and all that yeah, yeah. uh
1: that still happened a lot
0: back then. Yes, it did. Uh, Black Star Canyon Indian Village Site, California Historical Landmarks, uh, land structures from the Indian village located within Black Star Canyon, approximately a five-mile height from the trailhead to the site. Uh, 1879, Black Star Coal Mining Company was located there, uh, funded by August White in 1879 after coal was discovered in the Black Star Canyon the prior year, 1878. Operated until early 1900s. Uh, one 900-foot shaft. I think that says Carbondale Mine, which is sad because I wrote this. Uh, yielded six to ten tons of coal daily, so that was a huge mining shaft. Uh, it's also a hidden ranch. Uh, June 9th, eighteen ninety nine, murder of James Gregg. Hidden Ranch was owned by Henry Hungerford of Norwalk and George M. Howard of Anthem. Or yeah, uh, on June eighth, eighteen ninety nine, James Gregg, his brother-in-law, and teenage boy Clint Hunt. Uh, arrived to drive out the cattle that Greg owned and paid pasturage for that land. Uh, the evening, a dispute between over a dispute, a dispute began over unsettled debts between Greg and the property owners. This may crack you up. Howard owned, owed Greg ten dollars on a horse trade, and they got into an argument about it, and he killed him. over <laughs> ten bucks.
2: What so, was that, though?
0: Huh? When was that though? Uh, eighteen ninety nine. So, so ten, was right, a lot of 10 money bucks there. was a lot of money back. Ten bucks was a lot of money back. Yeah. So it's just now putting in today's perspective, like ten bucks, you kill somebody over ten bucks, like only crackheads do that nowadays. Wow. Well, so yeah. But uh, later on, they were arrested, and this is where it kind of changed the political landscape because the judge had said that they found no fault in the man for murdering those people.
2: Wow. Over ten bucks.
0: Over ten bucks. <laughs> All right. And through the through the uh, trial out of court, I
1: mean, and
0: in the next year, the judge went up for re-election and did not get re-elected, which changed California's political landscape. I
1: mean, ten bucks back then though was a crap ton of money.
0: Yeah. So basically, Hungerford got away with murder.
1: That's insane.
0: Uh, 1920s to 1950s, mining at the Blue Light Mine, originally the Dunlap Mine, uh, continued to be successful. Uh, the Blue Mine, produ- the Blue Light Mine, produced approximately forty-seven thousand dollars worth of zinc lead, gold, and silver between 1942 and 46. Uh, Yeah, I could go on and on about the history of this place. It's littered with every story imaginable. Uh, It's blood-soaked land. It really is. It's almost like it's cursed land. That's crazy. Uh, Which goes back, I believe, the Indian, when they were massacred there, it almost sounds like they may have put a curse on the land,
1: Know.
0: Who knows? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, some of the legends of it are Santiago Santiago Sam, uh, Bigfoot, Sasquatch in the Santa Fe Mountains, uh, roughly five foot two. Though it's just weird because it's small, uh, with twenty inch footprints. Four sightings by rangers,
1: not.
0: right? Black Star Canyon and other areas of, of the Cleveland National Forest. He's spotted and mm-hmm. all that. Uh, Black Star Waddlers, Black Star Dwarves. Interesting. Uh, Sighted on January 23rd, 1995 really? by friends hunting in the Black Star Canyon. Multiple sightings since 1995, although the name Black Star Waddlers has not always been ref- ref- referenced. Uh, entities approximately two feet in height and dark in color with notable waddle as they walked.
1: That's really interesting.
0: Uh, Illuminati rituals? What? Yeah. uh in the Truth About Freemasons, Illuminati, and the New World Order by... It just gives acronym. SD SDS and GC or CMW. Uh, an individual codename Pindar, member of the Illuminati Brotherhood from. Uh, this is when the pronunciation is going to go south. Uh, Alsace and Lorraine region of France has been known to attend major satanic ceremonies in Europe and California. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, it went from. It goes all over the place. Yeah, no doubt. Go ahead uh,
2: and take that dark turn, Jeff. Right?
0: Uh, if I'm pronouncing this right, it's supposed to be the Walt Whaler or Weeping Woman, but La Lorna. uh Noted as first ghost story involving the canyon by VW or VYMaps.com.
1: Yeah, it's it's sorry, it's it's
0: La Lorna. La Lorna. Okay. Uh, so you know that one? Yeah, sure do. Did you already do that? They one? They made you a know? movie. Yeah,
1: they even made a movie.
0: Ah, never saw it. So okay.
1: Uh, it's not moving. bad. You should actually. It's a
2: decent movie.
0: All right. Uh, the lady in white approach uh, of a woman in white seen around corners on the trails and out of the corner of the eye. Some have stated that the woman is crying and visibly upset. Mm-hmm. Whether those two are related, I have no idea. Uh,
1: Does there... it go on to tell the story about her? No. Do you want to hear it?
0: After I get done.
1: Super. <laughs> is she said to be there?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: At least from what this article said, yeah.
1: Well, she was a Spanish woman, so I'm wondering if that wasn't the original location behind the whole story.
0: It could have been because this canyon had Spanish American in that war ties that with that. Makes a so lot of yeah, sense.
1: I never knew her actual location origin. Yeah,
0: yeah, That's yeah that could have been it. Um, There's an abandoned school bus there that supposedly driver just drove it up there and just.
1: Oh no! I've heard about that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, that was in 1970s. That's crazy. Yes. Uh, dismembered voices, drums, chanting, weeping, growling, uh, disembodied audible voices have been heard by individuals in this canyon. Individuals and groups have also been known to hear drums or other musical instruments, chanting, weeping, and intense growling with no visible animals. Wow. A little bit weird. Uh, <coughs> satanic weird. cults. This one struck me as weird. UFOs have been UFOs. spotted there. Uh, which, if you ever watch any show in California, has always got some basis of UFOs. Everything in it. is about UFOs. Uh, yeah, it it there's a supposedly a vortex there. For is,
2: I guess we'll just yeah, third dimensional <laughs>
0: traveling and all that. Yeah, there's, this 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 canyon has literally a litany of things that that's really interesting. If you're a paranormal researcher, you'll go right into it. So
1: basically, just you know, camp for a month, you'll be fine. Yes,
0: yes, and they actually do offer ghost walks there. So, so it, to be fair, when well, you gave me
2: the brief synopsis for years, uh, that's when I decided to stay away from Mount Shasta. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: Mount Which Shasta,
2: take out yeah. the effect that it is a most popular place like almost every podcast yeah. ever about yeah, weird mean, stuff has done Mount Shasta. How, right. how
1: can you over- I mean, You're talking UFOs, you know, you're talking Bigfoot, you're talking strange. Oh, it's just all over the place. All kinds of crazy yeah. shit, I love it.
0: But yeah, that La Lorna, if I'm saying it La correctly. La Lorna? Uh, yeah, they didn't mention in there if the lady in white and her were the same person?
1: Yeah, so La, La so, Lorna is supposedly the lady in white. And yeah. that's because she put on a white wedding dress that was the dress that she wore to her and her husband's wedding. They had two children, a boy and a girl, and they were still fairly young. Well, the husband decided that he was going to step out and go with a different woman. Yeah. She couldn't handle that, so she wanted to take away the thing that he loved most his children. Hmm. So she took them down to the creek and she drowned them both.
0: Common theme here.
1: So that is that is her story. So she is huh. she's the weeping woman because <coughs> she she realizes what she has done and that she has murdered her children. And, you know, that's obviously yeah. a bad story. Well, the
2: story is that she drowned both of her children and now she actually looks and lures children down to the same river. So the, oh, she yeah, she yeah, yeah. No, I've, okay, I've heard of that. Yeah, see,
1: now it rings bell. Huh? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well, when you're researching a story, movies don't really come to mind. So it's when fair. I was researching, I understand completely. And how many times have we had a story about a lady in white? There's always a lady in white. I thought she was somewhere. a pretty famous story. In I most so, haunted places, right? There is there's a always lady a, lady a lady in white.
1: Honestly, a lot of it could be though that I, I hang out with my really good friend Nicole, and she just happens to be a, a little Spanish-speaking Mexican girl whom I hmm. love. So La Llorona is. Just
2: a story I know. Okay, okay. So you've heard it before. Right. I have. Besides the fact that we literally watched the movie, so oh, okay.
0: yeah, yeah, I didn't even know it was a movie. Sorry, I would have brought that up. It's I know. decent. Oh uh,
2: yeah. I think am hot. I not mistaken in thinking it's in like the Annabelle series somewhere, uh, or same director or it's, something it's like a, that? Yeah, like. yeah. It's in the
1: it's in the same wheelhouse, but it's okay. not part of the Annabelle series.
0: But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, they do actually allow you to visit this place. They have ghost walks there. They have a whole bunch of things going on there. I looked it up. It's fairly inexpensive. Neat. California standards. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's it's fairly inexpensive. You can go there and have a good time. So, all you paranormal investigators out in California, feel free to go there. I'm sure you've already probably been there. But now you know a little bit more history
2: about it. So. Yeah. I mean, Same with yeah. mine. Viking home is literally a trailhead.
0: Yeah.
1: Ah.
2: So, like, you literally go hiking there. And what well, the I head. guess
1: nobody can take it personally when I say, ha-ha, take a hike.
2: And that said, though, uh, <laughs> like... An island, cool. Go check it out if you can't. It's not probably somewhere where you're going to lug ghost hunting equipment 11 miles across the bay well, to an yeah, island, right? No, I'm, I'm Unless you share. got a boat. Like, look. And if you, if you're a ghost hunter that's got a boat, please invite us. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll come hang go. out Thank with you. you. We'll just hire Captain Dick. Exactly. We'll hire. Yeah, call yourself Captain Dick. We're good. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I just hope he's not drunk. I want my equipment to make it.
0: Ah, well, all great captains are always drunk. I should know. I played a pirate once. Nowadays it's a
2: power boat. It's not a rowing boat. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're good.
0: So Um, yeah, that's the end of my story.
1: I love it. It's a great story. Um, I desperately now want to just go to Lake Tahoe and hang out on an island, and then go to the woods and camp and hike for like months on end.
2: So that's it. I did do a quick Google search. So ten dollars in 1891 has the equivalent of. Basically, like $370 today, which is a 3,700% increase. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, like, even when I was researching the story, I was like, 10 bucks, man. That's like, 10 bucks No, you can find that in your couch nowadays. But back in that time, 10 bucks, you were a millionaire. Yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, you gotta think.
2: Yeah. If it's worth 370 bucks nowadays, well, back then, 1900 370 bucks probably would have bought you a house it would have bought you yeah, way
1: yeah. more than a house honestly it would have been like a couple of years <coughs> wage oh yeah I mean oh,
2: yeah. I remember seeing 1930s 1940s where a, a whole ass house was 5 grand right yeah oh, so yeah. You, mean, well, you think 50 years before that mm-hmm. and even, if if you look at the land itself it's got
0: a bloody and weird history right um, yeah. and it's made mostly of limestone which unestablished ooh. plant boom there you, you go did I said in the story
1: no I guess I didn't
0: yeah it's literally mostly made of limestone that's
1: crazy ah uh,
0: and it's a conductor I love it we all it. know this so yeah that uh, we explain why all the bad stuff that has happened there
1: yeah
2: it's kind of stuck
1: <laughs> I absolutely love that so yeah that's that's awesome vacation here we come okay
2: So, wife, what you got?
1: So, I decided to cover uh, Preston Castle in Iona, California, uh, which is also called the Preston School of Industry. Um, That was its original and official name. It's been called Preston Castle since then, uh, just because it truly looks like a big, ginormous, beautiful castle.
2: So that said, real quick, are we aware? So, what I can tell you is, anybody that's not a native of California, uh, Lake Tahoe is in a very... Northeast corner Mm. of California. Okay. Uh, Off the top of your head, do you remember where Black Star Canyon is? It's
0: more near the bottom. Oh, California.
2: (laughs) California is a big place. Yes, so
1: um, Iona, California is actually a very, very small place and it is about 35 minutes (laughs) east of, um, gosh, this was just in my head, uh, San Diego. It's about about thirty-five minutes east. So it's the
2: southern portion as well, then.
1: Uh, yes, correct. Uh,
2: Cool. So you're way over in like the southwest. Oh
0: yeah, I'm damn near Tijuana. So, so, um, in
1: 1890, there was 230 acres that was purchased from the Iona Coal and Iron Company, uh, specifically for the construction of the Preston School of Industry. Uh, the idea was that it was supposed to be a place for troubled boys, uh, where they would learn a trade of some sort, rather than you know spending time behind bars in like some sort of a juvenile prison.
0: Right, idle hands.
1: Right, exactly. It was a absolutely fully self-sufficient complex. They grew their own food. They had farmland. They had um, livestock. They had absolutely everything that they needed. Uh, a full-on bakery, a cobbler, a print shop, all kinds of cool stuff. So the place, um, interesting interesting, fun fact, too, is that all of the bricks that were used to build Preston were actually um, put together by prisoners at San Quentin and Fulton prisons.
0: Got it. Sorry, I'm opening up the pop I was thirsty.
1: <laughs> he should have just ripped off the band-aid. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Yeah, anyway, so uh, June 13th of 1894 was the actual official opening day of Preston, and only two weeks later, uh, the first wards started coming in, so boys who have been in all kinds of trouble from all over the place, California and elsewhere. uh, Punishments at at Preston, unfortunately, were insanely extreme. We're talking public beatings lashings um starvation uh extreme isolation uh these things were like ridiculously common uh there were there's uh, like I, I literally have over six pages of notes here of things that I can talk to you about but I'm gonna do my best to kind of cut it down a little bit so um for starters uh I was gonna talk about some of the famous folks who had spent some time at Preston yeah So, for starters, in January of 1954, for the crime of auto theft, um, our very own Merle Haggard Hmm. spent some time there. Uh, Alan Smiley spent some time there in 1926. He was uh, the right-hand man for Bugsy Siegel.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, he was just a kid at this point. Right, right, right. So, yeah. Yeah. uh rory calhoun actually spent some time there he was a uh relatively moderately popular 1950s western actor
0: okay what was the name again
1: rory calhoun i think i watched a movie with him in it which um, i'm going to continue without is really cool because uh so rory calhoun obviously actor um nicole my my dear dear friend nicole her son's name is Rory, and Rory Calhoun was his namesake. That's where she oh. got it from. Okay. So when I was researching this story, she's like, she like looks at my paper and she's like, "Does that say Rory Calhoun?" She's like, "Oh my god!" So she got so excited. So it was. No, Cole awesome. gets
0: excited. Yeah.
1: Right. I know it was <laughs> wonderful. So yeah, Cole, Rory, I love you both. Um. So let's see here. There were, I, I can't even begin to tell you how many deaths took place at Preston over the years some of them were, you know, flu that obviously back in the early 1900s would, would literally kill you. Yeah. There were several pandemics, uh typhoid fever, tuberculosis, Jeez. um and these took out lots of yeah. boys unfortunately. Where there was a
0: massive humanity at the time. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It was it was bad. So there were several several deaths that were not so very accidental. Mm -hmm. With that said, I'm going to flip over to the unnatural deaths. Um, And when I say unnatural, I mean literally like, this was not like a heart attack or a sickness. This was, you know, something bad happened to you. So uh, there was a guy by the name of uh, Grant Walker who had died uh, after getting into a fight and one of the other boys killed him, uh, Joseph Morgan. Uh, he was shot while he was trying to escape the school. Um, and this was in 1899, so like this was right after the school opened. So let me get
2: this right. <laughs> they shot a kid for trying to get out of school.
1: Oh, and that's not even... So School's off for it summer, It actually man. isn't a school. It or the
2: rest of his fucking life, because he's dead now. I don't know.
1: Preston was called the Preston School of Industry, but it was actually a boys' home. It was a juvenile Oh, center.
0: juvenile. Okay.
1: Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was basically one step up from juvenile prison.
0: A little bit different back then than it is now. For exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: there was a Herman. Or, I'm so sorry, Herman Huber. Uh, same exact shit. Um, there was a a guard had shot what He claimed to be a warning shot <laughs> to tell him, like, hey, you can't escape, right? right yeah, right. shot him, and killed him. Well, uh, warning. Tahima Van was another one, same exact bullshit. Um, he actually, uh, <laughs> they be- he, it said that he was that he passed away in an accident swimming the lake, the pond on the property, okay, but there just so happens to be a whole lot of evidence suggesting that some of the other boys didn't quite care for him. And he didn't go into the lake alone. So they
0: chase him for he that Exactly.
1: Um, there are so many others. Uh, Frank Carterella. Um, there was a Frank Algiers. There was, oh my gosh, Ray Baker, Leland Price, William Rappert, Henry Hurstein uh, There was... Two staff members. There was a Fred Downs who was a non-staff member who was there. Um, there's there's so many ugly, ugly deaths. Uh, one of the most <coughs> famous is a boy by the name of Sam Goines. Sam uh, passed away April of 1919. He had attempted escape, so you know he was in the wrong for sure. But as he was running, uh, he decided that, to, to hop a fence. Well, one of the guards that was giving chase had seen him hop fences plenty of times, knew he was capable of this. Yeah. And the idea was to wing him by shooting him in the leg.
0: Yeah.
1: Well.
0: Oops, the neck. <laughs> Sam
1: jumped, but his foot slipped and he fell. Um, sort of down onto the fence. Okay. When he fell, the bullet hit him in the back. They did attempt to get him medical care. The guard, for real, did not mean to do this. Yeah. Uh, went to court and everything, tried to try him for murder the whole nine yards. Um, on his deathbed, uh, Sam actually exonerated the guard completely and said, like, no, like, this was my fault. I tried to escape. Like, hmm. like, you know, don't, don't try him for murder. Everything's cool. Right. This is my shit. So craziness, absolute craziness. Stand up kid, though. Right? So... One very interesting thing is the vast majority of the boys who died unnatural deaths, uh, go figure, they were African American.
0: No yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. So there was a whole lot of bullshit about right, that. Right, right, right. So staff members, there was a James Whedon, uh, they called him Jim. He was um, ridiculously, brutally attacked. He was one of the wardens. He was brutally attacked by two of the boys and they, he ended up succumbing to his injuries and he passed away. There was also an Anna Corbin who was basically the head maid. She was like the head of housekeeping,
0: okay.
1: seriously stand up woman. She kind of acted like a mother to the boys. Right. The problem was they don't know who, but they think it was someone who was helping her in the kitchen, bludgeoned her to death and just left her laying. Wow. So crazy, crazy shit there.
0: Humans, man. Exactly. I don't know what they're here, but humans, fuck them.
1: So there is there's 800 million more miles of of history, but I'm gonna get out of that. Going into the haunting side of this, the school actually closed down in 1960. Um, so since then, you know, people have gone in, they've taken some tours, done some history stuff. Uh, the Preston, uh, the Preston Foundation. I can't remember exactly what it's called. Uh, finally does own the deed to the place now. They were, uh, the California was going to tear it down. They were like, forget this. Um, (laughs) We don't 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 want to deal with their shit. But um, this woman, this woman stepped up and she said, nah, you absolutely cannot tear this place down. It is a historic landmark. You can't do this. She ended up saving it. Uh, It got leased to some folks. uh, It was a 50-year lease to the Preston Institute folks who are going to be the caretakers of it. Well, finally, I believe it was 93 or 96, they were actually given the deed to the place finally. Okay. So it is theirs. It is a safe historical <coughs> landmark in it. It Notes. will not be torn down. Good. So when people go in there, they hear tons of strange sounds, uh, tons of weird sights like seeing uh, mists and apparitions and, and, I mean, full on apparitions. They call a shadow figure who gives off this very sort of like gruff presence, they call him the Creeper. Uh, very commonly, <laughs> they hear female voices that sound like they are sometimes sometimes male and female voices just talking. Other times, you hear them screaming like they are in absolute agony. Um, gosh, there's so much hair pulls, uh, disembodied voices, falling objects, slamming doors, um, shoves, touches, scratches, hair pulling, people being wow. having their clothes tugged on. Uh, this stuff is, is just so incredibly common. They say no. pretty much you walk in there and something is going to happen to you on any floor. They don't even... like Every floor is, is crazy. <laughs> so yeah, this place is truly an, an awesome haunted place. Right. And I do not know that they have actual ghost tours open right now. Right. But they do run historical tours of the property. Oh, that's cool. So please, please uh, venture out, do this... Pay the very little bit of money for the tour, and uh, help with the, the preservation and restoration of the building. Hell
0: uh, oh yeah! Yes, always preserve history. We, if we don't remember our history, we're doomed to repeat it.
1: Facts.
0: So, um, but yeah, I, I, if you were done.
1: Oh yes, I Sorry. did my best to keep that okay. one short.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. So did I. Did you um, see? I
1: threw away like four pages. <laughs> I <did. laughs>
0: uh, I think we have a common outlier with this. Um, Humans, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, everybody's crazy.
0: Except with the, leave me with the out mirrors. of this whole conversation. Uh,
2: Captain Dick was fine. Eh?
1: Captain Dick seems yeah,
0: but real you've had other ones.
2: But <laughs> True. I've, I've stayed away. i stayed away from the, this uh, week. You guys I mean, were the I, butchers I, this week. Well, yeah.
1: I even I, you know I went a little bit into the dead children thing last week with with you, Alex, and this week I decided to kind of continue it. I guess.
0: Yeah, but no, I that's. Very, very embarrassing interesting. you took what I did and jumped <coughs> off the
2: fucking cliff I sure did. did
1: now keep in mind the youngest person to ever go there was a little boy who had gotten busted for um sex acts he was six years old and he went to this place as a juvenile prison okay now i got weird. at age six mind you this boy also has a little bit of history though oh it looks dozen- like California was diddling people back then too <laughs> Uh, Apple doesn't fall very far from the tree because his father actually became one of America's first serial killers.
2: Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> Which was?
1: Which was. Now I have to find my notes. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God.
2: Me and Joe will talk while you look. I super what are we appreciate about? Yep. that. <laughs> uh,
0: where are we going next? Where are we going next week?
2: Uh, so here's a weird irony that happened. I know I wrote this down. Is it
0: California again?
2: No. Uh, I mean, we're leaving California out of this weird race because no. we just did California, right? right? Uh, so here's a weird irony that happened. And I don't know whether it happened last week due to what we said or not because Virginia was in a kind of firm second place. Okay. Uh, Kansas has passed them. Huh. All right.
1: Wait, Kansas passed them?
2: Kansas passed Virginia here in this very last month to, like... I, I I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was a response to what we said because we were like, "Hey, who's ever in next place? That's where we're going." It, I was very much was ready cousin. for your thirteen fucking colonies thing, right, 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 right. right? And then I was like, "Oh, oh, Kansas jumped Virginia.
0: How did right. that happen?" Well, Kansas, we hear you. Thank you for my cousin out there for spreading the word.
2: And <laughs> Kansas, to be honest with you, um, batter up, because yep, you're uh, up next. We, we we made it fair, right? We yeah. we said, hey, we're gonna go here unless yep. somebody jumps the shark because we've got we had three that were pretty close. Right, like right. It was yeah. They Kansas, were Kansas, Virginia, were and I neck. think Utah. Like again, some weird places where we don't know anybody out there right. except for like your yeah, cousins in doesn't. Kansas. Apparently, who I, I, I doubt he actually listens to the podcast, but, but who knows? But like it it was so close, and then I was like, hey, you know, whoever's next in line is next in line, right? All right. So, uh, okay. so uh, we are Kansas, jumping we the go. shark and going to Kansas. All right. I love this shit.
0: And also, that makes sense because I just got their hot sauce, and I want to try it. So, <laughs> hot sauce. So, I'm going to be
2: honest with you. Like, outside of the famous places, right? Uh, I'm talking about, like, the Whaley House, the Winchester House, this place, that place. Like, I actually had... A harder time finding a haunted place that I was interested in in California than I thought I would. Hmm. All right. I did not. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it,
0: you figure for such a long history, a large a big area state,
2: of space. Right.
0: right? Well, see. I, I just thought it would be more. When I looked it up, I originally just didn't go with California itself. I went with what the territory was before it became California.
2: That's and it
0: opened up the list a lot more.
2: So there's an um, no irony to that, too, right? So, a lot of these places, and I think yours included, like, some of the dates on them was, uh, like,
1: middle 1800s,
2: where (coughs) we see and we've investigated some of the oldest buildings in Ohio being Mm -hmm. from, like, the 1880s, and, like, these buildings in California were up before then. Mm. Yeah. Well. So, I did pass on a place in California, though. Uh, because it was just too close to the, like, the Mount Shasta region. Yeah. Uh, that was founded by a person from Ohio. But the place was built in, like, I want to say, like, 1876 or something like that. Okay.
1: So, just to interrupt, I apologize. Uh, Gerald Armand Gallego. This man, um... This man was an American serial killer. His son... Let's see if it even says the boy's name. I, I know the boy's name, obviously, is Gallagher, but I can't remember his <laughs> first name. So anyway, points of the story, though, is, uh, yeah, this man was was one of the very first serial killers, and oddly enough... This boy, like I said, at age six, was put into this place for yeah. basically sexual misconduct. And if you
0: got a person that's raising you like that, then yeah, exactly.
1: kind of makes sense. Well, then, you know, come to uh, 1978, when the boy is, is, you know, pretty much grown and has been released from Preston, uh, that is when his father becomes known as a serial killer by the name of the Sex Slave Killer. No. So go figure, the boy was in there for crazy shit like that.
0: All right. uh-huh. All
1: right. And yeah. he died of rectal cancer.
0: How funny is that? <laughs> 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 All right, that took a weird turn. I can't even take that
2: shit seriously anymore. I All right, so care. nevertheless, uh, we're going to step away from that conversation. Yeah. That's a different podcast. Yep, it's, yeah, not and this we're long. not up for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah,
0: Kansas is next week. So uh, yeah,
2: so that's it. Kansas is next week. Uh, what I will say is Virginia right now looks like it is going to be the following week. Um, unlike Kansas, Utah, you got a little bit of ground to make up if you want to jump the shark on the Like, I'm going to say this out loud. Utah, you got a little bit of ground to make up if you want to jump the shark on Virginia next week. And I'm only saying that because I would be interested in seeing whether or not Utah jumps the shark next week. Yeah,
1: that would be interesting. To say. You know, I mean, I really am in am definitely in love with both states, and I would love to cover uh, material from either one of them. Yeah. So. Yeah, but and you know me, I love that whole wild west thing. So you also, talk come on man.
0: Keep an eye on the Facebook page. We might have some more stuff to develop or put out with our investigation. So, so
1: yeah, just so y'all aware on this one, we have been reviewing evidence for a long, long while now from our Madison hunt because we have so many hours of video and audio. Is
2: so much.
1: Holy shit guys, it's getting deep. You gotta get out your hip waiters. Oh yeah. We have got some evidence that I, I swear to God it will make you jump clean out your seat. It is so amazing. Even
0: evidence I don't think any of, anybody else has caught before. Ever. So. <coughs> um,
2: That's it. So, if you have made it this far in our podcast, which I think uh, a lot of you at this point apparently what I will refer to as loyal listeners which have. I love
1: you so much. Thank mm-hmm. you.
2: We do and love you guys. Um <laughs> But if you have made it this far in the podcast, what I will say is uh, we've been doing some looking around. We've been uh, looking at planning out some certain situations and when our next big investigation is going to be. Uh, I think we were waiting for the weather to break in Ohio here. Uh, It's supposed to be 95 tomorrow, which I... Did not sign up to live in Ohio for 95 degrees. All right. Everybody Arizona, complains about the cold. I did not sign up for 95. Right. Arizona
1: right. is 110 right now. I feel for you guys so much. but 95 I don't. You chose to live in a desert. With 80% humidity <laughs> in Ohio is, is, is awful. It's awful.
2: <laughs> you chose to live in a desert. I'm sorry, Arizona. I see you and you're... Actually, no. Nobody's ever downloaded this marathon before. So, well, I'm Arizona, fine. we don't see you. <laughs> you chose to live in a desert. all right? It's your fault you live in Satan's taint. All right?
1: <laughs> Satan's taint, even.
2: That said... That's I'm living out alone. You guys have a good night. <laughs> that said, so, uh, we have looked around. We with I the Bobby Yaga. I think he did, that... He did, in fact. <laughs> originally, we had talked about September, which should be like the fall weather break. Uh, what I can say is national ghost hunting day is on september 30th uh Uh, there is a a there's a (laughs) there's a thing going around it's the world's largest ghost hunt all right and it is a bunch of ghost hunting groups that are at the same time going ghost hunting on september 30th i love this uh so i think that what we're going to do is we're going to plan our next investigation on september 30th Uh, And if you are uh, from Ohio or the very neighboring regions where you feel like the drive is worth it to you, uh, give us a shout on No Lights Paranormal Network on Facebook, send us a private message, let us know you're interested, and maybe... Or Maybe not. We'd be interested in having you along for the world's largest ghost hunt.
1: You know what, guys? Let's hook this shit up. So, Let's go somewhere astounding. All my cousins who are
2: bugging me to go ghost hunting, now's your chance.
1: Just everybody. <laughs> I don't care who you are. If you're in Ohio or you're somewhere close to us, get your arse up here. Let's do this.
2: I mean, to be fair, we literally we have listeners in Michigan. We have listeners in New York, uh, Kentucky. So... If, if you're within that one state region where... Yep. We're, in, we're in Northeast Ohio, so I'm not going to ask you to drive... Eight, look, if you want to drive eight hours from Tennessee, that's fine by me. Let's do this. Yep. But what I'll say is we're open to it. And if you can give me the uh, best reason that you want to go with us, then September 30th, let's get one it. of our loyal listeners is invited. What, and I need to see a hi. screenshot of your phone saying that you've listened to the podcast and one of our listeners is invited
1: I wholeheartedly think that there should also be a day when we just get together for shits and giggles with anyone who feels like coming anyone who can currently hear my voice and we go and we just hunt the biggest baddest thing that we can find absolutely
2: Um, agree so what I'll (coughs) say is this one being California is I believe podcast number 18
1: Mm, I think you're right
2: Ah, uh, see where we're going. Uh, so number nineteen, it looks like, will be Kansas. Number twenty is—is is that a big number, or do we wait for 25? Oh, uh, twenty-five?
0: Uh, depends on what day, September thirtieth. is
2: <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I know we we've wait. got a whole other yeah. month. Yeah, I know two we months. Watch. So that'd be like closer to thirty, really. So no. I
1: do wholeheartedly believe that we should release some evidence for twenty.
0: Uh, how about this? How about we do a podcast of revealing the evidence
1: beautiful Uh, so let me ask would you guys prefer that we do that in vocal podcast format or would you guys tune into a YouTube for that
2: what I'll say is as long as I can get listen folks I apologize to share this with you we have a shitty ass office right now but I am working on building some stuff to make this office what it should be And I would say, depending on how far along I am in that, if we can at least get the shelf up, we don't really need the new table, but if we at least get the shelf up, then uh, we'll go ahead and video stream it.
1: We're looking at much, much more soundproofing, less echo, uh, multiple multiple microphones instead of just the one. Blue, though, we love you. Thank you. This is a great microphone. But yes, we'll have our own. Uh, We'll have a mixer, the whole nine yards, so it'll be uh, much, much better sound quality for you guys.
0: Yeah. So... I think that's all we got for tonight, folks. Either I way. love you guys Weird. so much.
1: Thank you so much for all of your support. We really appreciate you. Uh, Kansas, we will see <laughs> you right here next week.
0: Yes, sir. Have a good night, guys. Uh, uh,
2: uh, we haven't right? gone through the usual. Oh, Except so sorry. you already said it.
1: You did. I did not. Did I? <laughs> you you can reach see out to us, us on at, no <laughs> paranormal at Actually, <laughs> no so
2: no I literally only brought up No Lights Paranormal. Okay, but I can't go through it
1: if you don't shut up nolightsparanormal at gmail.com or no lights para on Twitter.
0: I deal with that every day folks. <laughs> Alright so those are our things you can reach out to us on. Have a good night guys.
2: And remember don't fuck with Baba Yaga. Except you already did. <laughs> button. <Rumba. laughs>
1: you have to leave that in there. That <laughs> <laughs>